Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions, hosted by author, speaker, coach, and singer-songwriter Creelan Peters, also known as the Fear Whisperer. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, learned to embrace their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Today, I welcome Liz Tobin to the Jam Sessions, and I'm so excited. Liz and I have uh, been colleagues for, for a little while, and I'm so excited for you to get to know a little bit more about her and her story. Before we bring her on the line, let me just tell you a little bit more about Liz. She can help you overcome your relationship challenges and experience more joy, connection, and intimacy with your partner. She has the uncanny ability to identify and transform the hidden patterns you bring to your couple's relationship that trigger arguments, create distance, and kill that emotional connection that you long for in your relationship. By clearing these patterns, you can keep your relationship growing so that it supports both you and your partner over the long term. In addition to being a certified resonance repatterning practitioner, Liz has been married for 24 years, so she knows what it takes to sustain a fulfilling, long-term, committed relationship. She has helped hundreds of people grow a deeper connection with their partner and feel more loved, cherished, and nurtured in their relationship. So welcome, Liz, to the Jam Session. Ah, thank you. It's great to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited. I know we've talked about, like, socks on the floor with our partner and everything in the past, so I'm, like, so excited to hear what you have to say about, because uh, I know you work so much with relationships, and that's, you know, something that we all have, whether it's an intimate partner or a business partner or whatever, and I'm just so excited to hear what you have to, to say today. So tell, tell us a little bit more about your story, um, whatever story you want to share, and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. All right, great. Um, yeah, so where to begin? Well, I've always felt growing up and then um, when I started to get out into the working world that there was something off within myself that no amount of therapy would get to the core of. Mm. And I was cycling in and out of jobs. I started off as an attorney and I went to work at a battered women's shelter. Uh, I left the law. I was the executive director of a couple of nonprofits and just cycling in and out of jobs. And then I found the residence repatterning process process. And I had one session and I was just amazed at the insights that I got and the transformation that I experienced. And the more I used the process, um, I saw its power to help people move through their blocks, Mm -hmm. release past pain, hurt, resentment, limiting beliefs. So I decided to become a certified resonance repatterning practitioner and make this my full-time career. And things went smoothly for a while, and I actually built my practice pretty quickly. And I was able to support myself and my husband through my work. And then I started running into some patterns that were core patterns for me, mm-hmm. that were generational patterns, um, family patterns, societal patterns about women and work, mm. and what is quote-unquote, acceptable for women and work. And this was causing problems in my business and also problems in my marriage. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I and you say that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because there's so much, um, and especially in the last several decades, there's been so much change with um, women in the workplace and and the the roles, you know, in in our society as far as you know, what do men bring to the table? What do women bring to the table? And um, and it's just. I can I can understand where you're coming from because I've struggled with that too in in dating relationships and um I you know I'm a I'm a pretty successful person and um and it's it's just been interesting to uh, we'll just leave it at that it's been interesting to navigate that challenge sometimes. right <laughs> right right so in my work uh I was getting a lot of visibility I was uh partner partnering with some well-known people in my field and we were doing these really huge teleconferences with like 5,000 people on the line and people were really telling me how wonderful my work was, how they were feeling so much better and I would get off the phone and I would just feel like yucky, Mm -hmm. wondering, you know, what is going on? Like, I should feel really good about what I'm doing here and I Mm -hmm. just, it's like, it was like a shrinking feeling inside myself. And the more I delved into it, the more I realized that I married the wrong guy, mm. according to my family patterns. See, oh, okay. I come from a long line of housewives. Mm-hmm. And the women in my family, traditionally, they didn't work. Or if they did work, it was sort of something to do when the kids were at school or to help to supplement the family income, but it wasn't their primary purpose in life, and they certainly weren't the primary breadwinner in the family. Mm -hmm. And so this started to create issues in my relationship because what happened was I started to think about, well, I'm not really aligned with the family patterns and I'm starting to move out of that, and I needed to actually shift and heal those patterns that kept me in limitation. So that was the work that I started to do. So I launched a Clearing Family Patterns program. Mm -hmm. And through the course of that program, I came to see that what I would do in my pattern was I would start to feel like I wasn't doing what I wanted to do in my career, and I'd start to project onto my husband hmm. yeah. and and focus on, like, what he wasn't doing in his career. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. If you're dissatisfied with yourself, it's easy to, yeah. like, to project it out onto your partner. Right. That doesn't oh. make for a happy union. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then through the course of this, this year-long Um, distance healing group program that I was facilitating for my clients, uh, something shifted and all of a sudden, like the resentment, the anger, the the projecting onto my partner, all of that came to a stop. And it, it really opened up the space for me to step into my purpose and to really align with my work at a deeper level. And it also opened up the space for my husband to really connect with his life purpose and his work. Mm-hmm. So when I say that I married the wrong guy, according to my family system, I I was supposed to marry a guy who's going to be 
a really go-getter, breadwinner, support the family. What I married was a very sensitive man who is an artist. Mm -hmm. He is a musician, a poet. He's a mystic, a shaman, a healer. Mm-hmm. And so the the dynamic between us was that he would really struggle to to work a traditional job, and he was miserable, and he wasn't making a lot of money. And um, once I cleared that within myself about the family patterns, about what a husband is quote unquote supposed to right. to do, that opened up the space for him to step into his true calling. Mm-hmm. And now he is. Uh, He's studied shamanism, he's tapping into his unique gifts, and he's an incredible healer in his own right. Mm-hmm. What a powerful thing uh, to be able to, to recognize that, um, do something about it, clear it, and then change that dynamic. Because, it, you know, a lot of us, you know, and I, and I have been married um, in the past, uh, and I was married to the wrong man and got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we won't go there, but anyway, but I understand in other relationships that I've had and also helping my clients um, who have relationship issues that, you know, over time, people change and goals change and um, we we come more into our own and it's it's a matter of are we going to grow with someone or are we going to grow apart from someone? And so it's so wonderful to hear that you found this blessing in in this work to be able to shift um, something that if, if you continued going down that path, just imagine where you would be now. Exactly. And that reminds me of, um, of a client that I worked with who, they've been married for about 20 years, and when they first got married, neither one of them was very spiritual. And then over time, my client, the, the wife, started to delve into spirituality and she was starting to feel like that she and her husband weren't on the same page mm-hmm. around this issue and that she really couldn't talk to him about it because he was an atheist and he thought it was all bunk. Mm-hmm. And at one point she wanted to take a pilgrimage to India to work with a spiritual teacher and her husband had really... Um, really strong resistance to that. He thought that she was getting scammed and he was afraid that she was going to get taken advantage of and get really hurt. And he all, and she was also changing and growing in ways that he didn't understand. And so he was trying to protect her in the only way that he knew how by saying, you know, I don't really think you should go. And so she started to really question whether she could stay in the marriage because they were so far apart on Mm -hmm. this issue of basically a core issue for her. It -hmm. was their world view was was just so far apart now. But then through working with me, she started to shift her patterns and her limiting beliefs about her husband, about him not supporting her, about Mm -hmm. him not wanting her to go. And and also clearing her anger and resentment around feeling like she was being held back by her husband when she, mm-hmm. what she really wanted to do was take this really important trip. Right. And after a few sessions, she noticed that once she let go of the anger and the resentment and started to focus on the other things in the marriage that actually were working, she 
she noticed that all of a sudden she felt more supported by him. She was able to talk to him about the mm-hmm. trip that they were going to that she was going to take and and it brought them closer together. So oftentimes what I see in in marriages is if one partner changes in ways that the other person doesn't understand, um especially I work with a lot of women who are on a spiritual path and their their husbands aren't very spiritual. The women kind mm-hmm. of start to feel like Ooh, maybe this is the end of the road for us. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily have to be because there, as long as there are other things in the relationship, as long as the love is still there, as long as there are other things in the relationship that you can connect with with your husband or your partner, then mm-hmm. differences in the relationship don't have to be deal breakers once you can start to see the relationship yeah. from a higher perspective. Yeah, and that that that's so powerful. And you know, it, it, I like there's so many thoughts swirling in my head right now as you're talking about how um, just the the fact that that people question if this is still the right fit means that they're still vested. It means that they're still looking for a way for it to work. So there's still some wiggle room there in 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 trying to figure things out. Um, so and that's wonderful because you know when we get to that point of you know just that utter frustration where we just don't even want to deal with it or work on it, that's where there's a potential to really be in trouble. But as long as people are like, and, and that and that's great, and it, it it speaks to you know people being on the spiritual path because being on the spiritual path means that we are questioning. Um, and that we are looking at things from a different perspective. And, and it's great that you're kind of able to connect with people when they're in that space uh, and then be able to bring the work that really helps with that transformation. Right. And I think that's a really great point that on the spiritual path you are questioning. And if you're questioning whether to stay or to go in the relationship, then then maybe... Maybe there's still some hope. Yes, <laughs> there is. <laughs> I, I've counseled enough couples to know that <laughs> if they're right. both in the room, there's still hope. But, but right. also the other thing that was swirling through my head as you were talking is that whole idea of the ripple effect, um, which is what I talk with my clients about too, is that um, you know if one person makes a change, it affects everyone around them. And it, it doesn't necessarily, you don't need to have both people in the room uh, to to have a great effect on the relationship. Right. That is so true. And that's I hear that a lot. Um, people tell me, oh, you know, my husband would never do this work. And that's okay because mm-hmm. as long as you both love each other and you're both committed to having the relationship work, you don't both need to do the same type of work. Uh, I can help a relationship where there's commitment but there's challenges just by working with one of the parties to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that reminds me of a a story that when I was first learning residence repatterning, I remember I was feeling really overwhelmed by housework and feeling like my husband's a slob and he never does anything around the house and I was just really getting into real a real negative space around housework and him and just... So I decided, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to give myself a session around this. So I didn't include him in the session at all. And I just focused on my own negative projections, how I was feeling. I was feeling taken advantage of. I was feeling like he was a slob. He never does anything around the house. 
And so I cleared my own energy around the problem. And that day when he came home in the evening, he walked in the door and he took off his coat and he hung it up instead of like leaving it on the door by the, leaving it on the chair by the door. Uh And then he took off his shoes and he put them away. And then he walked into the bedroom and he started folding his laundry. And I didn't even say word one. I was like, "Oh my God, my draw, my jaw was like dropped." Right. Like, I didn't. I didn't say anything to him. It was just the fact that I had shifted my energy around the mm-hmm. issue. It opened the space for him to step into a new dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, "That was like really eye-opening to me." It was like, "Okay, this stuff really works." <laughs> Yes, it does. and it's so true. And and uh, you know, there's there's people out there who don't believe in the woo-woo energy stuff, and then there's there's people who do. So I just want to challenge those of you out there listening who may not believe. I know a lot of my listeners do, uh, but but if there's some skepticism, just try and experiment. <laughs> And and just kind of focus on on something and and see what happens. Um, and I know that it's much more detailed than that with uh, with the process that you use. But but it can be as simple as where you put your attention, where you put your energy. So if you're focusing on um, the gratitude of things, if you're focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want, it is more likely to happen. Right, and and if, when you start affirming the good things about your partner, that's what they're mm-hmm. going to start showing you. Yes, indeed. So I wanna I wanna ask you a little bit more about the resonance repatterning um, because I that's the term I think I know a little bit about it. Um, I I had done a session with holographic repatterning a few years ago, and I'm not sure if it's a similar process. Uh, Can you speak a little bit about what that is? Yes. Actually, yes, resonance repatterning and holographic repatterning are the same thing. Oh, I thought so. (laughs) Yes, yes. It was developed by a woman named Chloe Wordsworth, and when she first started out, she called it holographic repatterning, and then she changed the name to resonance repatterning. Okay. And what I really love about it is it's a synthesis of lots of different healing systems. So a lot mm-hmm. of systems, they might work with a, your chakras or they might work with your meridians or they might work with, um, with essential oils or color or sound. So each discipline has its own approach. But with resonance repatterning, you use muscle checking to tap into the client's system. Mm-hmm. And so by asking their system what's needed and having this array of disciplines that you can draw from. So we might work with the chakras, but we also might work with meridians. We might work with acupuncture points. We could work with brain waves. We might even work with generational patterns. We could work with an earlier experience. Uh, It could be astrological influences. There's just so much contained in the repatterning process that you have all of these tools to draw on and you you use the muscle checking to ask, well, what's the best approach for this client in this session to shift this issue? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what I really loved about the process when I first started it was the insight that I came away with. Mm-hmm. And then just noticing how things change after the session, that's always fun. 
It was. Do you mind if I share my experience? Oh, not at all. With it, because it was so profound, and and I and I had a feeling it was the same process. But and it's it's a little hard to describe because it is so customized to every client. I remember I went with someone here locally, and um, we we were working on actually, funnily enough, my relationship with my ex husband. Um, at the time, this was shortly after our divorce, and I still had a lot of anger and resentment, and I, I was just needing to let go of some of that so I could move forward. And, um, you know, I can't even tell you what she did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was tapping going on. There was muscle checking. there was She was asking questions. She was talking to herself. Um, but after I left that session, I had so much peace. Um, things really cleared up. I was able to communicate with my ex-husband a lot more clearly because we have a child together, and it was very important for us to be able to communicate. But some of the residual effects afterwards is um, I was working on um, a program at that time. Gosh, this was so long ago, but one of the the first um, signature programs that I did around using music and um, healing and I was able to, it just like opened the floodgates of creativity for me. And I, it was just, I was able to tap into this divine guidance and be able to come up with um, the first iteration of that program within a very short period of time. It was just like this divine download. So there was like these residual effects too from the, the presenting issue that I went to her with. And I just, I cannot say enough wonderful things about that process. It's just amazing. Wow, that is awesome. And And what you describe illustrates the holographic nature of our being because mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of got their issue that they're they're working on, whether it's a relationship issue or a life purpose. Uh, Some people it's weight. Other people it's money. That's kind of the doorway into the transformation. But once you make a change in your field around any issue, the rest of your field also changes as well. So then you get these surprise residual kind of uh, benefits as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it is—it's amazing, and and I think it's that's very true for all types of healing as well. That it just there's that ripple effect, like I mentioned before, of it just like one small change can kind of affect other things. But this process is different because it's not—at um, least when I did it, it wasn't like you know we just sat and talked about the issue. There was there was a lot of energy work. There was a lot of that subconscious stuff going on which um, really gets to things at a deeper level. Yes, and what I really like about the process, and I know that you used to be a therapist, so I don't want to knock therapy because actually my husband and I have been to marriage counseling and we found it very helpful. But what I found in the marriage counseling was sometimes we'd leave the therapist's office feeling worse than when we went in. Mm -hmm. And so because it would stir up all these issues and then you'd be out of time and it's like, now what do we do? Well, I guess we're going to pack it all up with us and drag right. it back home. So then we'd go home and we'd do some resonance repatterning to shift the issues that the, the therapy brought up. Mm-hmm. And we we actually learned some really useful tools in the therapy sessions, but combining that with the energy work to actually clear out the patterns that were being brought up 
really helped us. And more than once, our therapist remarked to us how quickly we were moving through our issues. <laughs> You're like, we have a secret bullet. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and and that's and and I I appreciate you saying that. I I have I take no. Um, offense when people have their own opinions about therapy at all because I have my own opinions as well um, but I think it's more to the the therapist or the relationship or the brand of therapy so but we won't go there because that, that's way beyond the scope of what we're doing here but um, it is true I, I think that the most powerful um, techniques can be a combination of things but it's also knowing what's best for you and so some people really respond well to talking out their issue um, and, and that's all they need at that moment some people really respond to tapping or the, on the meridian points for anyone out there the emotional freedom techniques I mean if you don't know what it is look it up it's awesome um, but there's there's we all respond so differently to things and I think what the problem comes is when whoever the healer is, whether it's a therapist, a spiritual healer, whoever, is, if they say this is how you have to, like this is the only way to get through it, when it's really not. Like for, for some people, brand A of healing is going to work. For some people, brand B. Or some people, they need a combination of those things. So I, I always tell people just to, to keep going for um, what you want, you know, the transformation that you want, and, and the, the right tools will find you. They will. And the right practitioner, because I think yes. another piece of that is you've got you've to feel like you've got a connection with the practitioner and you trust the practitioner as well. Mm-hmm. And what I see oftentimes is people kind of go from, from one modality to the next, and, and sometimes positive change takes a little while. You've got to sort of build up some momentum mm-hmm. with um, with the work so that maybe you don't see a result in one session or two sessions, but maybe the third session things start to shift for you. Right. So it's it's a matter of choosing the right practitioner, the right modality, and then sticking with it. Yes. Well said. I love it. So we are almost out of time, if you can believe that. I, I always think this goes way too fast. <laughs> but I want to make sure that we do have time for you to share um, how people can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about resonance repatterning, if they want to shift their relationships. Great. Um, so my website is LizTobin.com, and they can uh, go there from my contact page. They can contact me from there. And I also have, you know, talking about, you know, should I stay or should I go? That was something that I actually struggled with for years before I found resonance repatterning. And I have a a free download that you can access from my website, uh, three questions you need to ask yourself before you end your relationship. And I think that this is going to be really helpful if you're in that space of questioning. So you can go to LizTobin.com forward slash stay or go forward slash. Okay, and I'm going to just spell that out for everyone. It's L-I-Z-T-O-B-I-N.com. And if you want to get the free gift, you'll add a slash stay or go. So that that sounds like a wonderful tool that you're offering people so that they can... um, start to assess where they're at and what the next step might be. Right. Wonderful. So do you have any last 
tips to share, Liz, with the audience about how to get out of your own damn way or how to, how to get out of your own damn way with relationships? <laughs> I think the I think the the most important thing is to start projecting onto your partner and and look at your own issues, look at where you're dissatisfied with yourself rather than projecting it outward onto your partner. When you can start to do that inner work and and really love and accept yourself, then you open up the space to love and accept your partner. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Liz, for being on the Jam Sessions. Ah, you're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. Be sure to stay tuned for more powerful interviews of people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions with Creelan Peters. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and invite your friends to join us at www.creelan.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. That's www.krylyn.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. Thanks for tuning in.